Hey everyone, welcome back to Reality 2.0. I am Katherine Druckmann. Today I am talking to Doc Searles and Petros Katupis, who, uh, who is a frequent guest on the podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about the Apple AirTag. I'll get into what we're going to say about it in just a sec. But first, I wanted to remind everybody that we have a website at reality2cast.com that has relevant links that aren't just podcast episodes. We post uh, newsletters. You can sign up for our newsletter and you can find supplementary information about our episodes and more. So we encourage you to visit that. And I also wanted to give another shout out to our Patreon subscribers, patrons. Thanks for contributing. We really appreciate it. You can find that link also on our on our website. So, uh, Doc and Petros. So, yeah. Apple announced Whoa. this. Oh, hey. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, we're both here. Um, uh, Air, uh, Apple announced this AirTag at their last big product announcement. And it's basically Apple's answer to something like a tile or or that sort of tracking device to keep track of your lost things, your keys, your luggage, what have you. And the reputed benefit of it would be that it already has the infrastructure built in that is resulting from the, um, the Apple find my dot, dot, dot feature where you can find your iPhone, find your iPad, find your Mac, whatever, whatever it is. And it just sort of piggy, it fits into that whole ecosystem rather nicely if that's a feature that you're looking for but it does have some downside and a few people have written some articles recently and highlighted some potential dangers in it in that it could pretty easily be used to track somebody without their knowledge in spite of yeah. apple's best efforts slip one of these that. into your friend's pocket and it's going to be in movies you know and that's a it's a scary thought not just a friend yeah I mean, yeah. I know you like anybody. Yeah. It could be a significant other, right? You know, exactly. That's that's other. one of the major yeah. concerns. Where have somebody you who you know. What's you know, in your wallet? A, <laughs> you know, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. But yeah, somebody somebody close to you who wants to keep tabs on you without your knowledge could very easily slip one of these into your bag or into anything really, into your car, into any number of things. It's pretty small, so it's probably pretty easy to hide. Yep. And according to an author in the Washington Post, uh, it doesn't actually start making any kind of alert noise, which is one of the safety features, um, until three days later, I believe they said. So arguably, you could, let's say you're an abusive spouse, you could drop one of these into your significant other's car or purse or backpack or whatever, and they're not going to know about it. And if you pull it out every other day and put it back in and, you know, resync it with your own device and then put it back in, you're good. You can track them indefinitely. So that's troubling, you know, and I, I suspect Apple will change that policy and adjust, you know, it's a brand new product. But I think what's interesting here is that Apple markets itself as very privacy oriented. And this is, this is a uh, potential hurdle <laughs> to that. So what do y'all think? So I, I have a theory about this and, um, it's really one of characterizing Apple. Uh, Apple is notoriously actually disengaged from the market outside of its own captive customers. Uh, it interacts a great deal with people in their stores. They have a great heuristics around that. They learn a lot from their customers that come in, but they're not engaged with the rest of us. They're not out there. They're not at the conferences. They don't go to 
they don't, you know, they're, they're not involved in communities. There's a little bit of involvement with different open source uh, communities, though I've heard complaints about that, that they sort of drop in, you know, a heap of code and walk away or something. But I don't know, others who know more about that can comment on that. But, but they're not just, they're not engaged. And it's part of, you know, Steve Jobs legacy of being very disengaged from the, you know, the toils and cares of everyday people going about their business in the marketplace. So they come into these sort of imperial solutions that they've thought out, but they haven't really been tried, you know, that, that don't have, haven't scraped against, you know, the sensibilities of people in the marketplace. What strikes me about this one is that they didn't think this through. It isn't a matter of thinking it through. They didn't talk with enough people about it and all the things that could be done with this, all the bad acting that could possibly happen out of it. It just, it, it just seems to me in some ways kind of typical of them. Yeah, and conveniently, um, one of the features, one of the privacy features uh, of these devices is, or, or safeguards, I would actually call it, is that if you have your own iPhone or iDevice, Apple device, um, it will detect a rogue AirTag. But if you don't, you're you're SOL. If you if you're if you're if you are the significant other of someone who has an Apple device. Uh, and you have an Android device, you're 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 screwed. Like, yeah, it's, there's it's nothing so to icky. protect you. you know? So basically, it's like, well, if you want to be safe from air tags that are going to be roaming the the earth, you better get an iPhone. Yeah, and it, it, it's just more customer entrapment. And there are upsides to being in a silo like that. There, there can be, and I'm not denying that. But I, I I submit that there's a a far far more benefit in sharing some of the whatever they're working on with the world and they're just doing a better job with it. You know, I mean, okay, you gave the world the mouse that we're using, great. You know, don't make a mouse that only works with Apple. Actually they do, but I mean <laughs> and it costs too much. And it's a pain in the ass. I have one and I don't use it. But it's Yeah, hey, I used to love the magic mouse. I have oh, one somewhere. I can't. I can't. I, I can't do like the trackpad. I like the trackpad. I hate the yeah, trackpad. trackpad. I gave my trackpad away too. I, really? What? what one do you finger, use? two fingers, three fingers. This goes that. That does that. Never got it right. Then just never got it right. What I do just you do now? It's, it's magic. In fact, here's what's even worse on the on the laptop that I'm actually using now. It's a 2017 one, but it's got that like eight inch wide trackpad, and it's not you know if your if your thumb if the bottoms of your thumbs your palms are resting on it. It's supposed to be smart enough so it's ignoring that. Mine does not. It's moving <laughs> the cursor all over the place. It's a pain in the ass. And it's like, well, we have, we have ways of making it work anyway. So I, it, I keep it closed and I carry a mouse and a keyboard with me if I want to use those. You know, and I'm due for something else soon. I, I got to think through what that's going to be. It's not going to be know, this. It just, you were, you were starting to mention how, you know, there, there are some upsides, right? I, I, yeah. I can see the benefits, um, you know, sort of like the tile where you can keep track of your keys or your backpack or, or luggage or, or whatever. But then I also think about, and, and this is where it, it, it's sort of walking the line, right? You know, yeah. I think of my children. Uh, my children are young and, you know, you want to give your children a bit of freedom. Um, yeah at least mine, you know, they're at this, you know, preteen kind of age. My son's a bit younger, but my daughter's at this preteen kind of age. She wants to hang out with her friends, but it's a scary world out there too. And it's like, yeah. you want to know where she is. You want to be able to trust her, but you can't, it's not that you can't trust her. It's just, you can't trust other people. Right. You know, so you right. want to make sure you know their whereabouts and that's where it gets scary. 
Do you want to be that big brother that's constantly tracking their every movement or, or not? I, I, I don't know. This is this moral dilemma that I have with these devices and the way they could be used or misused or, or what have you. Yeah, no, I get it. I feel like that also might be a trap though. Like, so, so an article that we will, we will link to uh, in our description describes a parent who put a device in her kid's backpack and also describes the scenario where it loses communication. It, it needs um, devices around it so that it you know, can communicate or else it doesn't really work. So the second your, your kids divide, your, your, the location just sort of stops for, <laughs> for a few hours, you're going to freak out, right? Uh, you know, so I wonder, it, it's, it's the same with um, uh, these video surveillance cameras like Ring and, and what have you. Sometimes you pick up stuff you'd rather not see. <laughs> I, I will I will admit, okay, as much as we criticize those kind of devices, I think I've said it before, I will admit to having a ring doorbell. I feel bad about it, but because of the, you know, the situation with the, the where I live and the gate, the way that it's situated, I need a wireless doorbell and it was the, the most functional option. I hate it a little bit. I feel bad about it. I feel a little dirty, but uh, one time it picked up somebody peeing on my gate. <laughs> we live in a pretty uh, somewhat peeing open on the area. Gate? Peeing on the gate. We live walking distance from some rather popular they're, Maybe bars. they're a part dog. That might be it. They're, maybe. Yeah. No, it's just we have a lot of drunk young people walking by our house. Yeah, and, and they do lovely things typical. like pee in the gate. Yeah. And then they're so trash that they don't realize that they're being recorded. And then they look at the gate. You could literally see the guy look at the camera and then awkwardly like shuffle to the side. And oh, man, that's painful. Anyway, so yeah, I don't, I don't know that I need to see this. I, I And I... Aside from needing it for the occasional delivery or something like that, I don't, I've never caught anything on it that would make me feel better about having it, if you know what I mean. I've never like caught somebody about to break into my house or anything crazy like that. So, so it's kind of like it's a, a lot of false positives, I suppose is the best way to put it. Anxiety inducing. And, and, that, and that's the kind of thing that I, I, that I think would happen in this case if you tried to keep track of your kids or something like that with one of these devices. I, I think it, an interesting thing about them is that it's it's probably possible to think of more bad and amusing cases for its use than actual intended uses. It'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. It's like, I mean, I, I, I almost hate to bring this up, but it's funny, you know, is, is uh, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates are getting divorced, right? They have their own reasons for doing that, but all of the fun speculation about it, like she finally gets to use a Mac, you know, are ones that are, you know, that are all over the place at this point. It's it's kind of it kind of can spread the same way. It's probably already happening. We should probably check. Yeah, yeah, we probably should. Uh, so, you know, another thing that occurs to me about these devices. So we talked we talked a little bit about the positives, and I think the the one use case that I could totally get behind is tracking luggage. <laughs> I know there are other there have been other attempts to uh, develop really effective um, luggage tracking technology. I don't know how great any of them are. I've considered, you know, trying a few, but I used to, you know, in the before times travel internationally a lot and I can't tell you how many times my luggage has gone missing. Um, this would have been awfully handy back then. But that said, <laughs> that doesn't excuse any of the, the many, many, many concerns that people should have about these things. 
You know, the only time that I've actually lost luggage was I was, I was flying to, um, to Dublin from New York and I uh, went through London. And it's the thing where you actually have to take your bags off and then put them on another carousel, you know, from off one carousel and then through another security portal and then it goes back on. And when I got there, there was a bag. It looked like my bag, but it wasn't my bag. And then I asked them what's going on here. They said, oh, bag switch. You picked up the wrong bag and put it on this plane. <laughs> you took a bag that looked like yours and yeah. you put it on this plane. It is not your bag. Your bag is somewhere else. And But that's the only time. And that's in like, you know, a million and a half miles with United alone. And boy, I should be good at losing bags. I know a lot Have of you- great stories, though, but where it's gone somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you flown Luf- Lufthansa much? A few times. A few a times. A few years ago. I don't know if this is still the case. Well, probably not today. But a few years ago, they went on strike about every other month. Oh, yeah. For it's a while. A, it's a European thing. Yeah. yeah. So inevitably, <laughs> I was uh, flying on a, at least a Lufthansa connection at some point during one of those. And the most recent uh, luggage problem I had, I think my, my bag went on a German vacation for about four or five days. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> and I had to go buy new clothes in Tel Aviv. That was super fun. Yeah, I never had that issue. Not I have it all the time. I think I'm cursed. My bags always go missing. Always. I always actually always have a carry on with extra clothes and 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 the bare minimum for at least a day or two but uh in this case it wasn't enough (laughs) so here's an alternate possibility i mean an alternate um idea for for the bag thing you know how on every bag in fact i you know every time you go they take they put on the bag tag there's a couple of extra little barcodes that they peel off and they stick somewhere else on the bag so the bag can be read from a number of different angles as it's going through, through the maze, it's going through the matrix. Um, and, and at least United does. I'm sure all the rest of them do to some, some degree. But you're, there are a couple of problems with that. Or the main problem with that is that if you don't take off an old barcode, barcodes get reused and you end up may, you may end up being rerouted somewhere. So that's an important public service announcement on my part. Peel the old barcodes off of your bags. This is very important. Yes, but, I always do that. Now let's think of this. What if you put your own bar, not a barcode, but your own QR code on the bag? It may be on your bag tag. And all it does is that if somebody scans it, um, what it does is it gives your bag its own instantiation on the internet. It lives in its own little cloud and you can put whatever you want in that cloud. You can keep your own records of what you've done with it, or you can have a message that goes to whoever made the bag, let's say, you know, I don't know who's a bag maker. Um, Gucci. Okay, let's say Gucci. <laughs> I'm just I, that's only that's that's branding for you. That's all I can yeah. think of. I mean, mine. I get Lucas. Okay, Lucas. Lucas makes the bag that I, I generally carry around. I don't. Know, I don't even know if they're a real company because it's a cheap bag. Anyway. Um, oh no, here's a better one. Okay, yeah, Swiss. So Wengen, the Swiss Army one. Okay, that's my bag here. Wenger, W-E-N-G-E-R. You know, it sounds um, like a uh, potential uh, business opportunity. Well, I mean, yeah. There, oh, it is. It is. A lot of these. Listen, this is a business I would be in if I was half my age. So I'm going to describe the business, which is I actually have on my Vengen bag, I have a tag and the tag. Oh, jingle this. It's a little jingle sound. Oh, okay, there it is. And on the, on the bag is a tag and the tag says, scan me. And, um, and it's, a, it's a QR code. And if somebody else scans that, it says, this is Doc Searle's bag, call his phone number here or send him an email there or text him. If I scan it, 
it brings me to this page that is the cloud, as it were, for this bag. And I can put whatever I want there, but also there can be, though nobody has built this out, but it could be. This is where I put in messages to Wengen, or Wenger, Wengen, um, Wenger, 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 Deutsch, Wenger. Um, that, hey, you know what? On the last one of these, the bottom wore out, which actually did happen. Um, it's not completely worn out. It's just sitting in the garage now because I got a new one that I, I like. Or, you know, you're, I would like two-way zippers over here. Or I really like what you did by with a felt lining and one of the pockets up front here. Or it'd be really great if you had a pocket just for SD cards. That would make it easy for me, a photographer, to pull out SD cards. And they could send messages to me saying, you know, here's, uh, here's a hack you can do on this thing. You can do this other thing over here. Here's a new one for this amount of money. You know, join our loyalty, whatever it could be. But the point is that you have a conduit between you and the company that is yours. It's not theirs. It's yours. And you also have a way to recover lost things. It's not electronic, but it is a QR code and it can be used. I'm sure there are ways to, to mess this up. But, I feel like but, this exists, though. Doesn't this it, exist? It, well, okay, so if you go to um, uh, picolabs.io, that's P-I-C-O labs.io. Let's see if our crowd does this. I, I, I feel like, well, well like you we've say. Had, uh, did we have Phil Winley on before? Do we have no. Phil on? He helped invent this. Um, you know, and it is, it is a way to create the Internet of Things that isn't just electronic things. It's anything that can be a thing. Like I could put one on a lamp that I have here that I created in the seventh grade. It's one of the things illuminating my face right now that nobody's seeing because we don't do video on this one. But, you know, I could put a QR, I could put one of these on the bottom of it, a little Pico. A Pico stands for a persistent compute object. And, and if somebody scans that when, when this gets sold or I die or whatever else, there's a little backstory on it saying Doc Strolls created this when he was in seventh grade woodshop because that's exactly what happened, you know. And, and so it's a little bit of antiquiness to that, but I could put that on everything I own here. We live in a high fire district. If everything here burned down, I would have a record of all of them. I would have relationships with the companies that made them and the rest of it. I think it's just, this is the real internet of things, but because it was invented by some geeks that never got commercial with it, or not highly commercial, it was a little commercial effort. It's just sitting there. It's kind of like TCPIP was sitting there being used by by enterprises and charged for until the late 80s, you know, when a few people discovered, wait a minute, we could use this for some other stuff and it, it's actually free, <laughs> you know, and it's just a protocol. We can use this protocol for all kinds of stuff. It's kind of like that. And so, and I would love it if, I mean, if Apple picked up on it, but, you know, they may not want to pick up on it because they can't, you know, own it because it actually is, you know, NEA, the term we came up with at Linux Journal a long time ago, which means, Nobody owns it. Everybody can use it, and anyone can improve it. So that's my my little ad for Pico Labs. But somebody somebody needs to walk into there, or just pull down the code. Just do something with it. Make yeah. the company have fun with it. The thing, the the way that we're, that I think that Apple beats all of those existing things, or or any any idea that that relies on somebody scanning a QR code, is that no, you don't have to rely on somebody scanning a QR code. You know, and and the fact that there's this vast network of Apple devices around the world, you know, makes them pretty, pretty hard to beat in this area, privacy aside, but that, you know, so that's, a, that's why that's the upside of this, I suppose, from Apple's perspective anyway, is that, you know, as a consumer, assuming I didn't, I wasn't too worried about the privacy aspect as a consumer, it, 
sounds pretty great. I mean, it, you know, again, hard to, hard to beat. And and I'd probably go ahead and buy one and stick it in my luggage. What, However, what do, char- what do they charge for them? Like two hundred a piece? Oh <laughs> so, gosh, no! It's like thirty bucks or something. Yeah, it's another one of those. It's like their their headphones. All these other little things they make. They have like a ninety five percent profit margin on them. Yeah, there's you know where they only get like forty percent on, on a laptop, but they're getting get a USB on. hub from them. It's like sixty bucks. Yeah. yeah. The funniest thing about the the AirTag to me, so it the the tag thing itself is, I want to say, I want to say twenty nine dollars. My uh, laptop is yes, it is twenty nine dollars or four for ninety nine. Uh, but the really expensive part comes in uh, with the accessories. <laughs> so you can buy these oh. ridiculously expensive, like leather, Hermes wrappers oh <laughs> for them. Basically, you can get I'm a telling key, you, Apple, Apple's key ring a damn, for they're a jewelry shop. Three hundred and fifty dollars. I what know. <laughs> Steve wanted to make a jewelry shop. That was his original idea for the store. By the way, is that this is a Tiffany's? It's a jewelry shop. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's a high bad. margin place. You need to, you know, you can only rob if you walk in with a suit. Um, yeah. It's it's ridiculous, but yeah. If you want a, an Hermes luggage tag for your for your uh, for your little uh, uh, Apple coin, oh yeah, you can white label it with your own brand. Yeah, interesting. It's pretty cool. I just opened an Apple the watch. page, there's, there's and the, I'm not checking the expensive watch too. AirTag, oh there it is. It's pretty far down. Um, Phil Mom's Day with color. Um, yeah, let's see. Lose your knack for losing things. So the, the advertising is always good, but I, I almost think it's too big. I mean, if it if it if it if it exists in a size and if it's large enough to see, it's a problem, <laughs> you know. But I mean, you should be able to in, embed it in jewelry. I mean, yeah. you know, Petros could give it to his kids. Swallow this. You know? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! That seems like a yeah, really bad idea. Oh, you know, it's that's like, next though. The Apple Air well, I, you know, my, my granddaughter, she's going to be 11. Her birthday's coming up. I need to get her something. Get her one of these. <laughs> Plant one on your friends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let I the like fun how, begin. Uh, I like how you go to apple.com and it's a suggested Mother's Day gift. I knew. That's that's yeah, well, so, that, so that's interesting that you, that you mentioned that, actually. So, give mom a um, collar. <laughs> yeah, like, so I want to like say. Like your dog. Like your dog has. It's, oh, my God. Maybe. Maybe two years ago, I can't remember when. for her. You can no, yeah, you can get little little emojis on them and everything. Um, But I want mom's forgetting. Mom's forgetting where she is. (laughs) Give her one of these. You'll find (laughs) out. Oh no. Geezer tag. Wow. So I got my mom a tile a while ago. In spite of you know my disdain for stuff like that, my mom loses stuff a lot. She loses her purse. She's always you know. (laughs) wandering around the, the house looking for her purse looking for whatever um i got her a tile to keep track of whatever it was you know whatever the most important thing was particularly her wallet purse whatever she would not use it she threw it away instantly she was so creeped out by it and then you know and i i understand why but you know it, at that point i thought you know the, the risk benefit analysis uh landed on the side of benefit but um but in this case i think that my mom would fall into the category of one of the people who trusts Apple as a company yeah, and trusts their privacy oriented marketing and trusts a lot of experts in the field who will generally vouch for Apple, at least slightly over other companies. And so there, that's, that's an interesting angle. So people, 
people are starting to at least trust Apple in that regard. But at the same time, you know, people are, are raising all these flags. And I think that Apple right now runs a pretty significant risk of, of losing some of that traction they had with their uh, privacy oriented marketing. And I, you know, I think that's, I hope that they'll uh, address this pretty quickly. I mean, you know, Doc, you, you said earlier that, you know, they obviously came out with this without fully considering the dangers of it, which seems odd to me because I mean, this is Apple, like it's Apple. They hire a lot of really smart people. They consult with a lot of really smart people. Like how'd they miss this, right? But I, I suspect uh, they will respond pretty quickly. I mean, I would hope so, don't you? Yeah, I'd hope so. Um, or maybe they won't. Maybe, you know, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting I, to see how, how they react to this. I'm astonished at how well Apple, I, I, I give them this. They do read market demand or potential market demand that really well. Like what inventions will mother necessity, right? I had, when they came out with a watch, I thought, people aren't going to get that thing. It's too expensive. It's too big. It's clunky. It doesn't look fashion. You know, I'm wearing one now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Uh, it's, I got to say, I mean, so it could be that these will turn into a thing. You know, yeah, how, how long could it be before, you know, there's some Android knockoff? I mean, it, it, that'll be probably. Well, that's the thing. I, know. I might trust Apple with this, maybe. Depends on, on you know, the next few weeks after the stuff that's come up. But I would never trust Google with it. And I don't, you know, that's my own personal bias, but I think it's based in some reality. You know, you know I, I think the idea of Google having this is less desirable. Yeah. Well, the Google version will come with advertising. Yeah, because I got to have a little, uh, it'll read uh, yeah, yeah, some it'll, little it'll ads with, into come your with tracking sleep. beacons and, and, and a bunch of stuff. Um, it, I mean, I actually, the, the kids angle, okay. So, so to tell me this, cause I'm thinking about this as a possible gift for my granddaughter, right? So her birthday's coming up, she'll be 11. Let's say her parents get her an iPad. Would one of these go with it? Yeah. So she or could, would the iPad itself narc on its location? I suppose it would, wouldn't it? Maybe not. Cause it doesn't have well, low I mean, energy. It doesn't have Bluetooth in it. That, the same it has Bluetooth. It, it, um, yeah. It's I mean, I, you can find an iPad. I mean, I it's I have yeah. my kids' iPads and iPod touches set up within our family, you know, setup, and I can track their devices. But their devices never leave the house. Yeah, <laughs> but a, a new backpack. It might make sense for say a new backpack, something like that. Yeah. So, so the idea being, like, your your granddaughter would put it in her backpack or in a, some prized possession of hers. Uh, her, you know, you can dangle it on your purse or whatever. Um, and if it went missing, she would, you know, whip out her iPad. And since it's all connected to the same account, she would be able to locate the tag on a map using her iPad. Um, and vice versa, if she had a laptop and... Or the person's house who stole it. Or that. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but likewise, yeah. if she had a another Apple device, say a laptop, um and her iPad went missing, she could do the same with the iPad. The iPad, you know, you could find, assuming it's turned on, and then if it's not, you'll you'll see the last location of it or, or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're all, that's that's the, the selling point of all of these. All of these things are designed to work together, and thus has, they have this vast network that allows you to effectively find your lost stuff. 
in theory. Except when it goes out of range of another device and you think your kid's been kidnapped. <laughs> so that's the yeah, other downside, yeah. obviously. I wonder, I mean, I, you know, of course, I, I always want to think about, you know, if it's even possible to imagine the decentralized, hierarchical, non-silo-based way of doing this that would actually be better, you know, and could be popularized, you know, where an Apple or a Google can bring into the market something that's new and original, but it's not, it's not a design that's theirs alone. I mean, what happened with the PC, for example, was like that, you know, and IBM didn't really want clones to happen. It was really Microsoft that made that possible. And, uh, and Phoenix, which um, reverse engineered the BIOS. Still, clones were possible, and then PCs were everywhere. And that was a good thing for the world, right? And I think, I, I, I want to think about something like, I, I, I want to think that some kind of eventuality like that would be better than imagining how some giant could do a better job and that we all move over there in a herd. You know, or we have to choose between two giants, like surfs choosing between two castles. Yeah, unfortunate <laughs> image there. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's possible for somebody to to become dominant. I mean, again, like you always say, we're early, right? So, so a lot of this this technology is not is going to look completely different ten years from now. Right. And so, there's much opportunity for somebody new or existing to to become even more dominant than apple uh but today right. I, you know apple's the thing apple has quite literally the network effect on this kind of stuff so yeah in a way like you know i mean four years from now we're gonna say hey remember the air tag <laughs> wasn't that stupid yeah but that's that thing that, or or you know it, that got blown out of the water by this other thing you know yeah. i mean and it's possible it's likely i mean we're not going to have the same phones in four years you know most of us i imagine maybe i don't know my, mine looks pretty much the same as it did four years ago yeah i know i'd still have my old one if it didn't drop it in a pool <laughs> so <laughs> yeah well, you can say that a lot you can say that about a good amount of Apple technology, you know, remember the Newton, you know, you remember, you right. Know. There's, yeah, yes. there are things like that, I the do. Newton, you know, or, or the, or the candy colored uh, IMAX, you know, which are, no, they make great aquariums. Yes. I heard it on Twitter. I, heard about I, rather, that. I, saw, it on, I saw it on Twitter. It's funny. Yeah. I, I actually bought one of those for my wife who, sent it back <laughs> the aquarium or the mac itself the, the mac itself didn't want oh, okay. it. Yeah. did not want it wanted a laptop really you uh know, yeah. i don't want and that. that was that before the the neato orange clamshell came out uh those i think came out in a similar time i they did came out a little bit after yeah. the, the neato orange and blueberry they called the other color it was like tangerine and blueberry um i got one of those for my daughter this is far enough back that she was still in college i think and um a friend of mine got one and he called it his Barbie case, a computer. That was his Barbie case. <laughs> uh, Sean, Sean, who, you know, has been on several times, referred to it as, I believe, a toilet seat. That's right. That was probably the biggest, uh, the, the biggest uh, uh, claim about it. It did look a bit like a toilet seat, but it was kind of yeah. neat, you know. It was kind of neat. And, and, and my daughter was very, very happy with it for 
you know, I guess this is, when did that come out? Like in the 80s? I want to say around 2000, 2001. Is it that the, the, the laptop version, the, oh, the laptop version, the candy colored laptop, the orange, I think the orange clamshell was the first of the laptop. The, the blueberry was, I think the first, or one of the blues was the first of the, the, I got her the, the old blue one. CRT yeah. screen one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, 1999. It was a big thing. I just got yeah. it. 1999. Design wise. That was, I mean, that was you know, incredible at the time. I, Oh, no, As it. somebody who I think I think I was studying design at the time, actually. <laughs> so yeah, it was a huge, huge thing. Everybody wanted one. Nobody could afford it, or at least not in my peer group. Yeah, Maybe you know one, what? I think it was in the mid '90s. I say that because um, I remember using it in a bar that our family owned, and that was in '94, '95. So. Boy, I'm trying to look over talking and there's no history anymore. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's uh, I guess I have to find that on Wikipedia. Wasn't there a name for it? I mean, it was iBook? called iBook. iBook was the first. Well, actually, I think the iBook, the iBook existed before no. the cutesy, the clamshell version. That um, could be. That was in 96. There was an early there was a, they came, that came along later. Um, oh no! It does say that the blue, blue, the blue uh, clamshell came before the orange clamshell, huh? The one I remember for some reason was the orange one. I don't remember why. I think it was probably in a movie or a TV show. Apple clamshell laptop. Somebody's got to find this. Uh, uh, and of course, the top things that come up are Surface. There it is. Images. Yeah, I'm seeing. Boy, it really like did that. look like a toilet seat. Ah, <laughs> totally. okay. I when? take it all back. I take it all back. Blue and tangerine were came out together, and it was sixteen hundred dollars, which yeah, in nineteen ninety nine that was so much money. Was oh. it ninety nine? I bet it yeah. was earlier than that. No, it says ninety. Wikipedia says yeah. Oh, it does. Okay, then uh, July twenty first, ninety nine. Wow. No. It would have to be after Steve, and Steve came back in ninety eight, so that's probably true. Ninety seven, ninety eight, maybe it's ninety seven. Yeah. He came back. Yeah, wow. it went from the the rather ugly gray. Um, mm. Previous, and it had that and then... had that handle, the kind of handle that flipped out. It was pretty tough. I guess I, I give it that. I mean, they were tough. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure that I I, am, I will bet that it is actually in my garage. I mean, there's one in my garage. You know, probably my daughter's. Here's somebody selling one on eBay for five hundred bucks. You're not buying it to use. So you see here, it, it, we're branding Apple. I mean, they got us talking about this stuff. But, I know. <laughs> you know. But there it is. I mean, it's in our heads. Um, but I mean, I actually think that, I mean, looking where the, like the, where the Chromebook's going and, and where it points is that we'll just have things that we could get on and use. It may not be ours. It could be anybody's, you know, and we get on as ourselves and use our own stuff. But it isn't that, what we're using lives in somebody else's cloud. It could be in our own cloud. It could be inside somebody else's cloud, but we get independence out of it. That's my, you know, my goal anyway, but it's ours. And it seems like not, a worthy goal. Yeah. And that's somebody else's, you know, you know, I mean, overall, I, you know, I, I don't think, or at least my intention, I, you know, I'm more of a fan than, than of Apple than not. I like Apple products. I think they make a lot of really great stuff. You know, the design is good. The build quality is good. I just, you know, like everything else, I would, you know, I want them to do better. And I think this is one of those cases where they seem to have fallen in a, 
in a into a bit of a trap here and i think it should hopefully uh, address it pretty soon yeah um, yeah i have very mixed feelings uh <clears throat> about apple i think i think the world would not be the same without them i i think some of their inventions are amazing uh the watch may save my life for all i know it could it's, it's conceivable um there's a you know there's a lot of good there uh, but but they're so freaking secretive and so exclusive and so empire building it's you know there it is yeah so um, all the years all the we're, see, we're seeing nothing new there of course so of course but it's, it's, it's worth repeating it's amazing how secretive they are um at a former company we built a product that interfaced with their um iPods and uh, iPads and iPhones. And in order to speak to their the native protocol that these devices communicate with, we had to sign many NDAs and not even company. The company had to sign its own NDA, but the individual employee also had to sign a separate NDA on top of that. Um, they were very, very secretive. It, you know, they want to make sure that every piece of their product and code was protected. And, um, you know, to some degree, I get it. But, you know, at a certain point, well, you know, we get it. We get it. You know, this is your, your stuff. You don't want it to leak. But anyway. How else do you keep your jewelry store prices so high? Here's a question because I think all th did. Do you have an iPhone, uh, Petros, in your, in your household? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, uh -huh. yeah. so have have you have you all? Uh, I have not upgraded to iOS fourteen point five, which is the one where, where they've changed it so you have to opt in to being tracked, rather than opt out. I really want to experience this, and I haven't I haven't yet. But I just saw a piece while we're looking through other things that 35% of iOS 14.5 downloaders agree to tracking. And I can't, that, that is a ridiculously high number to me. I think it's, it has to be characterized in such a way that still encourages being tracked. Yeah. And meaning that Apple's caved in some way, but I don't know. Which version are you talking about? 14 point what? 14.5. Okay, I'm on 14.4.2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14.5 is the one that has IDFA. Oh, they just pushed... Uh... Fourteen five one, so yeah, I'm not surprised, but yeah. I, I mean, I can't even, I can't force my. I've been an iPhone eleven. You would think. Same here, uh, iPhone eleven. Yeah, I'm on fourteen point five point one. Yeah, I'm not there yet, but I have the updates available. Yeah, mine doesn't show it. I mean, I've looked for updates, doesn't, doesn't show it. I don't know oh. why not. Shows it. I just have to install. Software it. update. Checking for update. I'm checking for update now. So yeah, when I just, look, oh, there it is, fourteen five one. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll, so I'll under tracking, I have allow apps to request to track. I think that was there before, but I'm not sure. And then at the very bottom, under privacy, I have Apple advertising, and you can turn off personalized ads there. Okay. So say that again. That you can turn them off. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, well, this is a this is a, after we all upgrade the, the subject for another one. I can't upgrade apparently because I have my phone is too full. 
Which brings me actually to something that I have spent days on the phone with Apple about this on, with different people. I have, I've got, I've killed all voice memos, which for me go back to 2003. They're all backed up in iTunes, which is, I'm not, I don't know where they would be in the later operating systems, but I'm not moving past Mojave because there are too many op apps that die if I move past Mojave. So, um, but anyway, there I have them so I can kill them on the phone. Guess what happens if you kill them on the phone? You can delete all of them. It repopulates them. And there's no way to make it stop. So I have 70.63 gigabytes of voice memos on my phone, no matter what. And, and we haven't figured out, me and Apple haven't figured out a way to fix that. Voice memos is a really great app. I, I, it's a really easy way to record a conversation if you want to record like a little interview or something. But another problem is that if you want to offload them on your computer, if you copy them out, if you drag them out, you lose all the metadata. So yeah. whatever name you gave it is gone. <laughs> That's another little non-feature that they still haven't fixed after, you know, 17 years, whatever it is of having that app, which used to be called Memos, I think. But now it's called Voice Memos. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. So a warning to everybody who uses voice memos, you'll never get them off your phone, no matter what you do. Well, it's a good thing I don't use them then. Yeah. I'm now using another app that, that uh, gives another record. There are a bunch of aftermarket recording apps. None of them is nice, I should add, that I've tried. You know, But you can't save them on your phone. You have to save them somewhere else, which is good. I think it's probably a good idea. You can save them in you know, Dropbox or iCloud or some other place like that. And I hope somebody listening to this says, Doc, you are just full of shit. Here's what you need to do. That'd be great. Love to have that. Oh, funny. I'm just going to say you're full of shit. <laughs> I don't have yeah. the answer. You, it, you're, you're covered, man. It, it's true to a large degree. Halfway I'm there. Sure. And I've yeah. had a lot of stuff. Yeah. Accusation is just the first step to truth. I mean, <laughs> characterization is everything. Yep. So, yeah. The moral of the story time. is... Everybody screws up privacy. <laughs> bring, bring up the music and have, uh, have them play us out. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Petros. Um, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>